Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. When you get an opportunity, check out my international radio station. Yeah. And also, if you'd like to support my work, I have a cash app as well as a PayPal. On Fridays, every Friday at 7 p.m. Central, I do a live show where I put the link out to the public. That means you and your all your friends are welcome to come into my room and talk to me. Uh, you don't have to have a webcam, just have a microphone. My stream has the ability to broadcast your voice, even if you don't want to show yourself on screen. All right, now that we got that out of the way, I wanted to talk a little bit about the movie Sound of Freedom, as well as uh, a well-known atheist by the name of Blair White, who also happens to be transgender. This video has nothing to do with um, her sexuality or what it is that she uh, has done to herself on a surgical level. This is all about some of the things that she says in her videos that I just so happen to agree with. Apparently, Blair White recently went to the movie Sound of Freedom, an anti-human trafficking film where Jim Caviezel, also known as the guy who played in a show called Point of Interest that was really popular a while back, and also played in Mel Gibson's movie The Passion as Jesus Christ himself. To be honest with you, I wasn't a big fan of The Passion because the movie spent most of its time displaying the gore of the crucifixion and the destruction. I prefer old movies like Jesus of Nazareth, where it was a six-hour movie about his life, and then in the end he was crucified, but you get to see all of his miracles, his teachings, and what he was about and his personality. If someone didn't know who Jesus Christ was or what his life meant or what he was doing before he died watching a movie where you just assume that the audience is going to know what jesus is all about and just spending three hours killing him while showing all kinds of strange demonic material well it would turn some people off well luckily for mel gibson the movie turned out good and People bought into it, and they bought the DVD. I'm just saying that I've seen a lot of Jesus movies that were a lot better, and they weren't quite as gory. But I think people got the idea of what it's like to be crucified and what Jesus went through in his death period, so I get that argument. The thing about Blair White, she apparently went to the movie Sound of Freedom, the anti-human trafficking film, and she said that it was... It was a good movie, and the topic was truthful, but she was so disturbed by some of the emotional traumatic stuff that was happening on the screen that she witnessed people in the theater crying, and it was also causing her a lot of distraught and a lot of trauma, and she ended up walking out halfway through the movie. One of the, a movie about anti-human trafficking is not a film that you have to watch the entire hour and a half or two hours and a half to get the idea of what the plot is and what the story is and all that. And you could pretty much assume the moment that you're going in that some kids are going to die, kids are going to be abused, and maybe some of them will get saved in the end and be given to families and all that. So it's not a movie where you have to watch it all the way through to get the idea of what the hell's going on. Strangely enough, uh, the news media, as well as a bunch of liberals out there, hate the movie, and they're calling it a conspiracy. 
and Blair White, like myself, agree that it's awfully funny that we have known for the longest time that things like Epstein Island existed. We know that there's places where higher-ups and Hollywood elites like to screw around with little kids. We Everybody's known that for years. I've been around since 1976, December. That's whenever I was born. And I've heard countless stories about young kids who are growing up in Hollywood who are abused and they're manipulated and take advantage of. I can't tell you how many young child actors have died or gotten themselves into drugs or screwed themselves up or they end up getting older and then messing themselves up. How many times have you heard about celebrities getting into drugs and alcohol and then overdosing or killing themselves or being found dead in a hotel? See, it's not all that great and wonderful to be famous and popular, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, there are expectations. Apparently, you got to walk on a thin line of light and darkness when you're dealing with famous people. And, of course, there's a reputation of people who get married that are celebrities end up going through several divorces and they never find the true love that they're looking for. Very rarely in Hollywood is it routine for a person to get married and then stick with that person till the day they die. That doesn't often happen in Hollywood. Well, the thing I like about Blair White's video is that she points out that she's not a believer in God. But she does believe in evil. She makes it quite clear that she does believe in godlessness. It's odd because she says, I've never really been one of these type of people who believes in God. But I do believe that evil exists. I do believe that godlessness exists. I do believe that there are people out there that are so evil that you might as well have the devil existing or they might as well be Satan themselves because of how they treat other people and disrespect each other and do the things they do. Blair, as well as many people out there, have seen the struggles and pain of life. So they can tell you right off the bat that they've experienced evil. They know what it's like to look into the eyes of someone who hates them and would like to see them dead or suffering and all this. The problem is, is that by saying that there is no God, but evil exists, at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, okay, so if there is no God, then where did the evil come from? And I'm not saying that because God is real, that also means technically that evil is going to be real, depending on the religion that you follow. But according to my faith, the reason why evil exists is because God actually created it. God actually allows it. In Isaiah 45, 7, it says, I form the light and the darkness, I create peace and evil. Apparently, when God was creating reality and existence itself, he created a path of good and evil. And the reason why he did that was to give you the ability of free will. It's kind of like writing a program. If you want people to have choices, well, then you have to have every kind of multiple, various, diverse choice that can possibly be. And not all of them are going to be beneficial to everybody. Not all of them are going to be good choices. And that's how God kind of looks at it, like a computer person standing behind a monitor who's allowed you within his own program and parameters to choose which way you want to go. And you're going to end the game either by losing or you're going to win. When, like how, to continue to exist beyond the program, to exist beyond the simulation. I'm just using fancy words to describe it and give you guys kind of a parable, an idea. 
not all of it's you know not all of it i'm trying to subscribe to this idea that it's complete reality the words that i'm using I'm just saying this to give you an idea for those out there who are big movie goers. I try to use a lot of stuff that you see in movies and books and television that people are routinely in common with understanding whenever I'm describing religion and the concept of God. So you got to ask yourself, when Blair White says that she doesn't believe in God, but she does believe in godlessness, and she does believe that there are such things as evil in the world, what is she saying? Is, does she say that she feels like there's evil, or does she believe that evil actually exists? Because there's a difference. There's a difference between feeling or having the opinion that something is wrong and something actually objectively being wrong or evil. If you believe that something is objectively evil or something should be considered wrong by all of mankind and should never do, then basically what you're saying is there shouldn't be no reason whatsoever that there should not be an opposite to that effect. You know, Einstein, he said that there is, there is consequences to every effect that happens out there. There's an up and there's a down. What goes up must come down. What goes left also can go right. The direction has to exist there. So it would be natural law and it would be logic to assume that if there's evil, then there also has to be an objective good out there. See, I believe that good and evil, whether the lights are on or whether the lights are off, whether you're standing in darkness or whether you're standing in a room that's illuminated with light, the truth is always there and it doesn't change or transform based upon the, the brightness, contrast, or saturation of the room, if that makes sense. If you are willing to go out as a non-believer and say that you believe that true evil exists, then you also have to be open to the idea that there's objective good and that there is objective light. To say that people shouldn't be trafficking children or hurting other people, or killing people, or condemning or judging other people, assumes that you presuppose that the universe should act in accordance in a certain way. It means that Blair White, as well as other atheists out there, you assume that there's a better way of doing things, that there's a code with humanity, that we should love each other, and we should treat each other right, and treat each other good. Where do you get that idea from? Where in human history did humans ever sit down and fill out a contract that says that they should give a rat's ass about what another human being thinks? Why should another human being, unless they're friends or family with someone, care when someone dies? Why should someone care if someone across the country or across the world is starving to death? Why should they feel the need or desire to feed them? Some might argue, well, because it's sympathy. You know what it's like to be hungry. You know what it's like to be hurt. So you'll want to go out and do something about it. Really? Where does that mechanism in your brain come from that tells you that it has to be that way? Just because you suffered, why do you owe anybody out there any kind of debt? Why do you owe a total stranger the ability to have the same opportunities as you or at least some? There is no code like that in humanity. The only philosophy that teaches something like that is religion.
whether it's Christianity, Islam, Judaism, or one of the many, many pagan faiths out there, there is no code to humanity on how humans should treat each other. In fact, if religion did not exist and the concept of God and right and wrong and good and evil didn't exist, you wouldn't have any position in society to tell people who they can have sex with, who they can enslave, who they can take advantage of, who they can manipulate. Thousands of years ago, a bunch of men claimed that they spoke to something and had a conversation with something that was higher and more superior than themselves, and that it laid out a stone tablet explaining what we can't do and what we're able to do. Humans have never done this for themselves, though. Humans do not sit down and do this. If humans do try to write out rules, they always make sure they put loopholes in it. They always try to figure out some way that they can break the rules. Somehow they can live above others and be able to take advantage and benefit off of the pain and suffering of others. We usually call these type of people satanic, or we just call them politicians and lawyers. <laughs> But I find it interesting because Blair White, when you watch her and you listen to her, if she's anything like this in real life, she's actually a good person. She actually believes there should be a code. She believes that truth is important. What truth? She believes that there should be good in humanity, that humans should love each other and care about each other. But why? Humans die all the time. Why does it matter? Why does it matter if some group suffers and dies and the other prospers and lives a good, good, happy life? Why does it matter? See, before I became a Christian, ladies and gentlemen, before I started believing in God, one of the most difficult things for me in order to find my faith was is that I was convinced that the world was evil. I was convinced that humanity was evil. I was convinced that people hurt each other for no good reason whatsoever, if not just to feel better about themselves. I used to feel that people are cruel and mean to each other and hateful and will kill and hurt and enslave people because they're evil. But I had to think at some point in time, where did the evil come from? Why does evil even exist? Why is it? Because sometimes in life, it seems like it would be better, more simple if we just did the right thing and we just told the truth to each other. So as I followed the breadcrumbs of evil, it somehow led to the light. It also led to the idea that if such a thing like evil can exist and such a thing like good must exist, and if that's the truth, if there is good and evil, whether I have an opinion about it or not, then the possibility of there being a God is very open. It seems like the older I got and the more I opened up my mind to possibilities, the more I started realizing that there was more to the universe than meets the eye. And I've been noticing a lot of atheists recently coming to that conclusion. I've been seeing a lot of atheists on the internet turning theist or turning to faith, whether it's Buddhism or whether it's Christianity, whether it's Islam, Judaism. Because deep down, a lot of you know, even though you're not completely sure about God, you do know in your heart that the world should be better than this. You do realize in your heart that people should be better than this. But where do you get that idea from? Have you ever asked yourself that? 
instead of constantly saying me, 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 or I want, 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 or I need, 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 who do you think is the one that's providing all this? When you're talking inside of your own mind about the things that you would like to have and the way you'd like to see the world exist, who do you think's listening whenever you're doing all that talking to yourself? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you all have a wonderful day. Some people might ask me, how do I feel about Sound of Freedom? And why is it that the liberal media is so against it? I think the liberal media is against it because a lot of them are pedophiles. A lot of them are child rapists. And they don't like to see a movie be made that attacks them or goes against their perversion. That's what I think. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Have a wonderful day.